Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, good afternoon, good afternoon. Welcome back to another episode of Chatting with Dr. And I'm very excited to say to you, listening audience, that Dr. Richardson is back. He's back, he's back. Hey! (laughs) (laughs) This is Etienne, your host, and we're back in stock for today. Welcome to another edition of Chatting with Dr. Leonard Richardson, and let's go over and say hi. Good afternoon, Dr. Richardson. Welcome back. Well, thank you, or good afternoon. I probably should have said, tak tak, and let me say this, velkommen i dansk vestindies, and that is part of what we... two weeks and he's coming back speaking Danish. <laughs> you know, isn't that something? Yes, so welcome to all of you, our Danish friends, our Dutch friends, our Spanish friends, our French friends, and even persons who speak the Creole or spoke it, and even those persons who are not necessarily domicile or residential on the island. I have to be very careful in utilizing those words, what's domicile and what's residence. (laughs) But nevertheless, the point is... I am glad to be back. back, and as MacArthur said, I have returned. <laughs> yes, as MacArthur said, he shall yes, return, he return he did. That's right. General Douglas William MacArthur, yes. he said, I shall return, well, I didn't know did his middle return. Name was, yes, I didn't know his yeah, middle name was United States, William, but leave it to the doc. <laughs> yeah, United States Navy. General yes, Douglas MacArthur. William MacArthur. Okay. Very good. Welcome back, Doc. Welcome back. Thank you. you but Thank we're you. glad to have you back. Glad to have you sure, back. Sure, I'm glad to be back as well. Well, that's good. Today, folks, it's a bittersweet that I tell you today. Doctor back, but we're going to be on break for the remainder of July, summer break. Uh-huh. We'll be back in August. Okay. Nevertheless, today we have a very exciting show for you. We were putting together, I guess you can say, three elements. We're talking about the Carnival on St. John. We're going to talk about Emancipation Day, and we're going to talk about Independence Day. All three have something in common. The question is, what do they have in common? Very simple. Doc, let's go ahead and talk about, first of all, your trip. What was your trip all about, and what did you do while you were in Denmark? Well, I am a past member of the Friends of Denmark Society. It's in Thomas St. John, Friends of Denmark Society. And as a result of that, every two years, on alternating turns, the Friends of Denmark, members who wish to go, we go to Denmark, and we spend some time with our Danish counterparts there. And in the following year, or two years rather, turn around, they come and they spend some time here with us, both one week on St. Thomas, one week on St. Croix. So I have been going for the past four turns in terms of a total of over eight years. I'm saying that to say that this year we went a bit earlier because it represented the 100th anniversary or 100th recognition of the sale of the Danish West Indies to the American Virgin Islands. Now, we're not saying that we're celebrating years of slavery. We're just celebrating the anniversary date from 1917-2017, and that is what we went primarily to do. While I was there, I was interviewed, my sister and I were there, 
I was interviewed and I lectured at two persons, meaning at two persons, not home, but establishment. And uh, I spoke Mm -hmm. about the Virgin Islands and I referenced and pointed out the similarities between Denmark. Denmark is the Danish word for Denmark. Between Denmark and the Virgin Islands, St. Thomas particularly, and the names and the streets. No matter where you go, you can find a street in Denmark that is like a street here in St. Thomas in terms of the name. So those are some of the similarities. I know it well. Industry and our tourism, yes. Yeah, Yeah, like I said before, when I visited Copenhagen several years ago, many years ago Uh when I was in the Air Force, Uh while tourists Uh were taking I was taking pictures of street names because I recognized them. Of course. Well, welcome back. Yes, yes. Thank yes. you. Thank you. Doc, doc. No, since you were there for the centennial anniversary celebrations, a hundred years, did you bring back a hundred Danish souvenirs? No. I'm guessing I did not bring back a hundred. I know. I know. I did not bring back a hundred Danish but I brought back a hundred Danish well-wishers. And would you believe oh. many Danes are saying they would like to get the Virgin Islands back. They never should have sold oh, really? them. Yes, that is a oh, sentiment that is that was expressed. Wow. And I don't mean by one or two people, by many Danes. Now, one can go on wow, and wow. question well, why and that, but that was the sentiment that was expressed. Yes, And persons who were there, wow. such as Mrs. Marlene Bushelter and Mr. Henry Richardson's brother, we know him really as uh, none other than Alan Richardson, who runs the Frenchtown yes. Museum, and several yes, other Alan. persons. Yeah. Mrs. Rosalie Payne, who is there also. Are, wow. We were privy to those kinds of things and caused wow. well, I think, us to reflect and to wonder. But that's what they said. Yes. They never should have sold them. Then, if we were still under political grounds, we'll be the only black Danish, <laughs> black Danes, I would say. Yes, and not only is that such a brilliant observation on your part, but when you yeah. stop and you think about it, we have so many reminiscences of artifacts, if yeah. you will, still not only of yeah. Danish but also of German, and that mixture yes. causes one to yes. wonder, you know, exactly where would we have been? Of course, economically, exactly. I don't yeah. know if that would have been such a good proposition. No, too. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, thank because, you for, for sharing example, that. Because, for example, when you stop and you think about the money, whatever money you have in terms of the American dollar as opposed to the Danish crown or kronen, you're better off having yes. the American dollar. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. All right, Doc. Let's move on, please. Okay. So, St. John is jumping, jumping, jumping. Is everything So This is the last week of their carnival. In fact, down to the last two, three days. So, tell me about how did carnival come about on St. John as, a, as opposed to uh, throughout the Virgin Islands? Well, I would prefer to begin at a different angle. And the angle I would begin with is when we stop and think about it. Remember, there was a carnival in 1912. Yes. And that was during Uh the beginning of World War I. And then after World War I came about, carnival was suspended on St. Thomas. So there were no carnival celebrations either on St. John, St. Thomas, or St. Croix. Then in 1952, the Carnival celebration was revived. And I need to make a point of clarification here. When we talk about Carnival, we go back to our Latin, and we know that carne means the meat, the flesh. Meat, yes. The meat or the flesh, yes. So val means the mert, merriment, and celebration. So therefore... Carnival means a celebration of the meat or the flesh, and that's one thing. Then Bacchanal, 
Bacchus was the Roman god of the wine. So Bacchanal, the carnival. He was a drunkard. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Of the wine or libation kinds of mm. things. Yes. Now, your question yes. was, St. John. St. John did not have a carnival per se. St. John would piggyback yes. with St. Thomas and would go along with the things as July 4th, and whatever St. Thomas was celebrating during the month of April. Now, the reason I'm making this distinction is the celebration in other parts of the Caribbean was used to indicate the end of the growing season. And in some parts of the islands of the Caribbean, such as in Barbados, they refer to it as crop over, meaning after harvesting, Ooh. then they would celebrate. Yes. And in so doing, they would burn the remains of the thrash on the cane fields and that kind of thing. So crop over became the term. In St. Thomas, we were not really an agrarian area, more so St. Croix was. And the point is St. John piggybacked on what St. Thomas was doing, and that's how that came about. Then later on, St. John decided to have their own little celebration, And that's how that got started, beginning from July, because July would be the celebration in terms of July 4th, which would mean Independence for the 13 original colonies from England. And since then, the Virgin Islands, Mm -hmm. since 1917, would become part of the American milieu. They started to celebrate 4th of July. And then many years later, a throwback to not what we call 4th of July, but emancipation, and that's key. And yes. emancipation must never be used interchangeably with celebration, interchangeably with 4th of July. But emancipation means the freeing of oneself. The independence is yet to come, if that's the way we wish yes. to go. But emancipation yes, yes. differs from independence. Let me interrupt a minute, please, because I want to make sure. a comment about the word emancipation. Now, when we hear mm-hmm. this big fancy word, it sounds like, oh, hallelujah, we're free. But in sense, the slaves weren't really free. They were free politically of, of, the, of having life, but they were poor. They had no way to live unless you go back to the plantation. They had no way to 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 their own food. They had no clothes. They didn't have any stores to go buy anything from. They had no money. So it was a limbo situation until they got on their feet. And that's the part that's very difficult because in that transition, the, the from the time they were freed, they got on their feet. What did they do? And that's what I'm going to post to you, Doctor. It's in, how did our slaves, our forefathers, survive in that period of emancipation? In which period? I'm sorry, it was sort of like a blip, a cut out. During the period what of period? emancipation, during the period okay. time. Okay. I got the gist of your question. Free. Okay, okay. One of the things we have to understand is on the plantation, the stores or the place where groceries and food would be kept, not groceries as we know it today, but wares in terms of food supplies, which were grown by the slaves, produced by the slaves in the sense of harvesting and stored on the plantation. That's where it would go. But then there was a process called manumission, where a slave could buy his freedom in some places. But more importantly, where did it go? they went right back to the plantation and they said to the slave master, we have no place to go. We have no food to eat. Let us stay here and we will work for you and we will share our produce, share the products. So the slave master got, I don't know if it was half, got some and the slave kept the other. That's how they made out because there was no housing, there was no clothing, as you pointed out. Yes. And where would exactly. they go come winter time? And where exactly. would they go? Right back to where they came from, back to the plantation, and that's where they stayed. Yes. 
Right. And what about slaves on St. Thomas, where there's no agriculture, say, as you have on St. Croix? How do they survive? Oh, that's not difficult. One of the things, remember, is St. Thomas was more mercantile. And although there was no right. real strong agriculture, a little bit of what you have, a little bit of what I have, a little bit of what someone else had, we put that together. Well, and sure. sometimes that was called yes. a common pot and we're sharing. And so okay. we traded and bartered. And as a matter of fact, the staple in terms of the meat was really the fish. And whatever uh-huh. animals, such as deer or cattle, one could get. And once you oh. had yeah. a cow or a goat or a sheep, when you slaughter, you did not keep it all. You shared it with those persons around you. you. Around. So that this month, uh-huh. if you were slaughtering a cow or whatever, the other people will come and help you, and they will get a portion, a part of it, to take back sure. to their little own settlement. And if you had right. our peas, corn, or whatever, you share that. So it was a business of the sharing, and that is how they made it out. And sh- uh, for the most part, when you fish, you did not fish for yourself. You fished for the village, Fishing. and you could village. sell or you could exchange and barter. In addition to that, they learned very soon to learn how to fish, not to get a fish from someone. Because if you learn how to fish, you'd have fish just about every day if you wish. But if you did not learn how to fish and you ate the fish today, you only had that one meal. Exactly. Teach a man to fish. Feed him a fish, he has a fish for a day, but if you teach him the fish, he has fish for a day. Exactly. Very good. For life. So, yes, for life, for a lifetime, yes, yes. Well, Doc, we're so glad to have you back because many pinholes that need to be filled, you could fill them in. You fill them in exactly correctly. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, thank you so much. It's my pleasure to to share with our people. Yes, of course. Yes. And, Doc, I'm going to go ahead and brag about you a little bit to the audience. Uh-oh. Okay. Uh, Dr. Richardson has taken upon himself to come up with a book. The book, as I've mentioned before, is in process. And why it takes forever in the first notes, I don't know, but that's just part of the culture. His book will be out and about pretty soon. I will for the end of July. How is it going to be marketed we're still up in the air with that, but it will be out and about. It's a tour book about the streets of, May- of downtown Charlemagne. I'll leave it at that for right now, but we'll get into more Good, about it later on. Good, but you must not on. forget to mention... And... Hello? I was saying, but you must not forget to mention, maybe you didn't want to, but I shall, that you are part of that also, <laughs> of the production and the publication, because you are an integral part of the writing of the book, along with my sister and one or two other persons, but do not exclude yourself. I could not have done it without you. Anyway, go ahead. No, you're the one who did the work, but nevertheless, yes, you're right. I did help. I did help. Okay, I'll I'll acknowledge that, but work by Dr. Richardson. So that's good. That's good. And that's the first of many we're going to be doing, so be looking out for more. Uh, Exactly. That's one of the reasons we get some things done. Okay, well, let's continue. Uh, Doc, it's all yours. Where do you want to go from here? Wide open. Okay. You tell us any suggestions you may have or any calls that you may have gotten while I was away or any kinds of trending that we may have seen or that we would want to recognize in terms of Val is not here today, is she? No, Val is in Tortola, believe it or not. She's so close. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Right on the other side of, of St. John. But nevertheless, so no, she's close, not going to be able to call so in because he has I know, exactly, I know. Exactly. so close, so close, yeah. but yet so far. But Val, if you can yeah. hear us, even though you may not be able to call in, we missed you, and I have returned. So therefore, the yeah. triumvirate can re- <laughs> redeem itself and can move forthrightly ahead. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, Doc, uh-huh. uh, a, a show you missed, and we hope to have her back one day. It's wonderful. Sure. I'm Shirley. talking Sidel. 
Miss Adele, the uh, cultural bearer on St. Croix. She even she even brought us some music, talked about how she has been involved. As a matter of fact, I learned a little bit of tidbit information about her, about her husband. Her husband Who's, was one the of the... What's name again? Fidel Parker. Adele? Is it Parker? Adele, not Parker, I'm sorry. Oh. C-E-D-E-L-L-E. Peterson. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Adele uh, Peterson. Fidel. I know Del. her. Okay, I figured so. I figured so. And yeah, she's okay. a dancer. And uh-huh. the culture alive. She's a retired teacher. She's done. The, uh-huh. She's did a. We will have her back again to talk some more about that, probably in August. Okay. So we, we, uh, we were sorry you weren't here, but we understand. She will be back, so it's all good. So good. That we have said, something else to look forward to. Yes, something else to look forward to. Yes, yes, yes. Uh-huh. I started to tell you about her husband, how he was one of the original. Band members with uh, oh, what's his name? Ten sleepless nights. Ten sleepless nights. Mm-hmm. And out was really funny. Ten sleepless nights. It came about because <laughs> Sidel's, I think, husband was the one of the musicians one day to play in the band and was tired and exhausted. And he said, man, what's wrong with you? He said, man, I have 10 kids in the house. I know I sleep. I have 10 sleep less nights. <laughs> and they started calling them that from then on. And Stanley decided, well, let's go ahead and name Stanley in the 10 sleepless nights. So my little two cents of trivia. <laughs> well, it's interesting but I got it from because, yes, it's interesting because Brother Stanley, and I say brother for two very distinctive reasons. One, a brother of ethnicity for all of us, and secondly, he's my fraternal brother, a brother of the Fraternal Order of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. And I know him quite well. We have worked together, and also persons such as Edgy, refer to him as Edgy, but he is really Eldred Christian, who lived here on St. Thomas, right up there in Savannah, and had some relatives uh-huh. up in the Polyburg area. So I know them quite well. But in reference oh, to the good. 10 sleepless nights, of course, in reference to the 10 sleepless nights, yes, I understand that well. And that trivia, as you pointed out, has some seminal bearings. 10 sleepless nights, that's two <laughs> weeks without sleep. Yes, yes. <laughs> two working no, weeks. No you tired. Yes, of exactly. Course. Yep. Yeah. Also, while you were gone last week, I played some music, but I also talked about the issue that's going on. Uh, I didn't bring it out today, but nevertheless, we're, the carnival is coming down to its climax. The big fireworks that's going to go on on 4th of July. So it culminates on two things. It's the 4th of July, also... The Carnival Fireworks, and it's also an extension of the Emancipation Day Fireworks. So there's a lot going on. Well, if you go back to the Star Spangled Banner, you can draw a line from there which says, The bombs bursting in air, meaning the explosions of the Roman candles, the sparklers, the firecrackers, and those things that were not only fired, but those things which were set off to form a design. Actually, they're Chinese candles. And when we stop and think about it, it's used for, one, the celebration of the emancipation and the independence. And when we look at what happened in 1733 at Fortsburg, where the slaves took possession of the garrison, that's one thing. Fireworks were fired then, too. And when we look at what happened in 1848, when we look at what happened in terms of Queen Mary Thomas, when she took over Frederick said and said to yes. Peter von Schulten, and then, if you do not 
give us our emancipation, we will burn down the entire island of St. Croix. And when we look at what happens when people celebrate, it is interesting to note that many people, when they celebrate, celebrate with fire. Fire has a cleansing sense. It also has a devastating sense. That is why when we go back in our classical studies, we find that Prometheus, the god of fire, fire is used to educate, to elucidate, to warm, and to cook. Depend upon the use of it, we can get all those different results. So therefore, yes, I concur with you, in fact, when we look at what happened in terms of the celebration, when we look at emancipation, when we look at independence, all of these three events and activities go hand in hand. Fantastic, yes. Well, I'm trying to see, let's see if I can do a little surprise. I'll probably have to get back to it. I'm not going to mention what it is right now. Well, wait a minute. Maybe I can. Maybe I can. So let's continue while I, I look up something right now. Go right ahead. Here it is, yes. I have it. I have it. I have it. Here's a little of what Sidel was talking about, singing about. Here we go. Yes, Doc. Yes, I'm here. Hello? Doc, I'm playing a song here. Were you able to hear it? Oh, oh. no, no, not at all. Okay, there's, okay. There's a heavy all amount right. of distortion. Okay. Well, let me let me turn it off. One second, please. Sure. All right. I. Yes, that's my fault. I. Playing a little sample of Miss Sidel Peterson's music, Clear the Road, and I was listening to it in the headset, so that it did not project onto the studio line. So I do apologize for that. Okay. We'll have it worked out next time. I'm sorry about that. Okay, I was trying to surprise you with that, but. The surprise is on me. He surprised me that it didn't go through. Well, you know, oh, you my know goodness. when you study when you study and you take a clear page from what we call automotive or not even automotive but audiovisual apparatuses, yes. we learn if anything possibly can go wrong, it will. It will. And that is Murphy's why law. Murphy's third law, which meant he had two others before that. (laughs) Yes, one of the things is that, no, 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 not at all, are when we look at his two other laws, the one law states, when you're going to plan something, you must always plan a backup. You must have an alternative. Of course. And the first law is, a visual does much better for most people than yes. just a verbal. So what his law was, if you're going to do a verbal, it's good. If you can 
substitute or if you can buttress that with a visual. But if not, then be prepared that you will have to do more explaining. For example, and I'll use myself as an example, many people perhaps think that I, the verbiage that I use, what they call verbiage, is lengthy and involves almost borders and being a dissertation. But what mm-hmm. I do is I like to take people from the grassroots, radio, radical, go to the roots, and then I work my way up so the foundation is firm and the understanding is thorough. So it is not I'm long-winded or engaging in a dissertation or presentation, which, of course, I can do easily. But the point yeah, you is... Do. <laughs> <laughs> you do. <laughs> Without a doubt, the point is Murphy was correct. And that's what good. you and I just experienced. Yes. yes, of course, what we just experienced we, with the... Would uh, you listeners learn a lot from, from you because of that, exactly. I'm yeah. sorry? The listeners because of that, yes. Oh, you yes. may be long-winded, yes. but you, you give more information than they were ready for, and when they stop and listen to what you're saying, the whole bag of information that they have learned that they would not have learned otherwise. So that's that why true. that's why because a lot that I don't know, you are able to present for our audience. So thank you, and thank you, what... thank you for being who you are. You're most welcome. And that's what education is all about. And you know what I say to people? Yes. When I speak, not as I speak as the Pope with ex cathedra, infallibly so, but when I speak, if you listen and you thoroughly understand, you can take it anywhere and you can stand your ground against any force or horde which may come against you because you are on solid ground and you can do well against any force or any other position that someone puts forth. Very good. Very good. Mm -hmm. Okay. So are we finished about St. John? Anything else? Well, yes. I mean, apart from because St. John's activities are very much a, should I say, copy of what St. Thomas activities are. St. John doesn't have a specific name. They just have celebration, celebration of emancipation, celebration of independence. They run concurrently back to back. But really, when they talk about a carnival, it's really interesting because St. Thomas had carnival, St. Croix had festival, St. John had just celebration. You see, those are the three distinctions that I make. But other than that, they are one of the same. Mert, merriment, parade, boat races, horse races, the same thing. What is interesting is the St. John horse races are held on St. Thomas. Oh, really? Yes, that's what I thought. I saw that in the schedule, and I said, no, there must be a mistake there. That's how they do it, huh? That's right. St. John has no racetrack, but St. Right. Thomas does. Out, out there, the Clinton Fitz well, racetrack. Right. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, it's close enough. You go across on the ferry. Yeah. Across Pillsbury okay. South, yes. Yeah. And so they're using right now, the ferry boats are really getting to be high caliber boats. They're modern boats, air conditioned boats. So. John, not, not only ride. that, not only that, when you get on the ferry boat, you can take your vehicle mm-hmm. with you, so you are not without transportation. Now, the exactly. rental car business, exactly. the rental car business is taking a slight hit because people are bringing oh. their cars, and therefore many cars yes. are not being rented. But you are yes. in good company because you can sit on the ferry, as you have pointed out, in an air-conditioned cabin or where everyone sits, or you can go on the upper deck and enjoy the natural breeze of the ocean sprays and air as they pass by you. And when you have landed, you can go down, get into your car, drive your car off on the platform, the plank, and go about your business. So when you're ready to return, <laughs> you reverse the process. Yes. And yes, you're always exactly. short of transportation exactly. because it's your transportation. Exactly, yeah. But our audience know that our number hasn't changed. 
It's still 347-237-4374. This when I posted announcements on Facebook, I saw several people responding to the promotional. I would oh, good. Let us know what you have in mind. Let us know what thoughts, yes. what memories, what questions or comments you have. Give us a call at 347-234-374. Give us a call. Because we are working on interactive, interactive, not just simply one person. It's a conversation, conversation between and among two, three, four, as many. Call in. Let us know. We want to know that we're discussing things that you, in which you are interested, and so we'll try to give you our best insights. And if you let us know, we can, for the most part, accommodate you. Very good. Go from there. Exactly. Exactly. So while I'm talking to you, Murphy's law number one. <laughs> I'm trying to come up with a plan too, but it's not working completely. I'll keep, I'll keep at it while we go. Very well. So, <clears throat> let's talk a little bit about Independence Day, how that came about, and what all was taking place in, in the United States here in the Danish West Indies. So, all yours, Doc. Independence Day in the Danish West Indies? First in the United States, and then we'll bring in the comparison to oh, because the Danish West Indies. Oh, because there was no independence in the oh, Danish West course. Indies as emancipation. I know. I know. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's, let's but, go with 1776. 1776 in the Americas, the 13 original colonies in their strife and in their throwing off the yoke of the British crown, King George III, when the American colonists declared themselves independent and the Revolutionary War was fought. That gives us their independence. And since we became a territory of the United States, then we fall in line with independence of the Americans segment, then when we stop and we think about it, we will see that, in fact, our Virgin Islands history really addresses emancipation, emancipation. As Brother Robert, Robert Nesta Marley said, emancipate yourself from mental slavery. None yeah. free ourselves but ourselves. And the point he was making was that emancipation is really more of something that is mental and therefore later on becomes physical. You'd rather die than be enslaved because you're really not a slave unless you want to think of yourself as a slave. But someone can enslave you, but you must not think of yourself as a slave. And so as a result of that, many of the persons, our forefathers, who held their hands and jumped off the rock on St. John, rather than be enslaved, they'd rather die and go home, as this song tells us, and they would not be enslaved. Now, it's interesting when we talk about independence. Independence is applicable to the American Revolution, independence from Great Britain. But as far as the Virgin Islands is concerned, we're not. Because even to today, when we look at what is happening, we are an unincorporated territory as per the Organic Act, Revised Organic Act of 1954. And so when we stop and think about it, we go to war, we go to all these places, foreign soils, boots on the ground, and yet the person who makes sure, the commander-in-chief, that this is carried out by this, I mean, the order to go. That particular person, we here in the Virgin Islands, cannot vote or cannot say, should he be the commander-in-chief? Should he be our president? We cannot make the decision in the Virgin Islands if we are residents here. So therefore, it is a matter of looking at what we're seeing. And what we're seeing is that Independence for us is a far-fetched word. Emancipation is a more of an individual kind of attitudinal process or posture that one takes. 
if one decides to be emancipated from whatever, food, clothing, whatever, or whatever substance, whatever, that's one's choice and one's action. But the independence is a little different, that someone else will control your political and maybe social destiny. Fantastic. Leave it to the doctor. Clear things up. Wow, wow, wow. (laughs) Anytime, my brother. Yes, I'm so glad you're back. I am. Now, going back, going back to the lady I was telling you about, Fidel yes. hyphenated Christopher. That's her name, her full name. Yes. And that's uh-huh. the one I was trying to play. Uh, the, mu- the, the thing is, she sent me some music, but it was sent to me as a video, a video file. Uh-huh. And I'm trying to uh-huh. convert and the two of them are not mixing at all. But nevertheless, we'll continue. We'll move on. Okay. Thanks. We'll go ahead. So, but, uh, St. John, full in full force. What are some of the things that uh, that 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 we do in carnival that is Roman every day? I'm referring to, for example, the Mokojumbi. Could you tell our audience a little bit about what is a Mokojumbi and how? It Hello? Yes, did you hear? No, I did not. Did I lose you? Yes, for a moment there. I okay, know you were yes. talking about Mokajombi, but then you went dead or there was okay. a Okay. Could you share with the audience, please, how the Mokajombi that we use so gallantly here in our culture? Share with the audience, please. The, the concept of the Mokojumbi is West African for the most part. Really, it's African. Moko has its connotation of mocking. Jumbi is the term used to address the ancestral spirits. The business of the connection between the heavenly spirits and the earthly spirits is something that we must make very, very clear. One. Moko Jumbi means to mock the spirits. Why? Because mm. the spirits were thought to live mm. in the trees. By the persons who lived on earth, they thought the spirits lived in the trees. All right? Then make another higher reach. If the spirits were in the trees, how were they able to get in touch with our Heavenly Fathers, our Heavenly Spirits? Because they had to be elevated how were they elevated? They were elevated on poles or sticks. So Moko Jumbi became the connecting force in oh, terms of spirit. Now, Still, interestingly, yeah. interestingly enough, spirits can be either positive or negative. They're good spirits and they're evil spirits. And therefore, the poles were used to get to the trees to chase the negative or evil spirits out of the trees because they were wrecking havoc on earth to the people. One of the things that we find is that each person who was born in according with the ancestral African tradition has what is called a totem, T-O-T-E-M. Whether or not that totem is in the form of a snake, is in the form of a snail, is in the form of a goat or whatever, the ancestral spirits come to communicate with the persons on the earth. So the Mokojumbis were there to mock the Jumbis, the negative spirits that were up in the trees, out of the trees, so they're not interfering with the communications of the earthlings or people here with their heavenly or ancestral oh. fathers or spirits. Makes sense now, yes. Just like we have in Christianity, the the angels. There are two types of angels. The negative exactly. angels. Exactly. And, his group, and then the heavenly angels. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, exactly. Yes. It may look different to us, but it's not so far-fetched. It's the same identical thing that the Europeans were doing when they painted those pictures of angels. Or of Satan. Of course. But our Mokajoga is the same thing. Exactly. You have really cleared that up. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Okay, sure. 
So we've gone the whole totem. What else do you have in mind that you would like to share with us? Maybe about coming back home or what lies down the road or what? All yours, Doc. One of the things that I will do is when we get back, I know we're not going to have any show for the next uh, couple of weeks, right? Yes, yes. We have a whole month of, of uh, July. We're off. A whole month of July, I know. When we return in August, I would like to engage in some dialogue, discussions, and conversations with what I see and what I think we should be looking at in terms of the Virgin Islands as it relates to Denmark and the rest of the world and the rest of the Caribbean because okay. we are in a precarious position. You have noticed what has happened to Puerto Rico. Yes, what? yes. Yes, and it's wow. going to and it has impacted us tremendously. Remember, Eve, with a postal system, we are classified as foreign, which is very disadvantageous to us. Now, with Puerto Rico going into bankruptcy and being unable to fulfill seemingly what the mandates are, we can only brace ourselves for even more devastating conditions economically, socially, medically, and for our sense of communication. So it's a tragedy, and I'd like to take a look at some of those things and address some ways that, you know, we should brace ourselves and educationally, how do we guard against falling into a morass of backsliding in terms of learning, training, uh, career technical kinds of things. So it will be more of an educational presentation. Well, it is like what well, we're doing right now. It, it will be a number of things, but the most important thing, I think, would be for us to understand that we are tied to Puerto Rico because apart from the United States, continental United States, we are now right there at the base of Florida, so to speak, as far as an American territory is concerned, and we sit at the apex or the crossroads of Americanism and whatever else is there, because if you take a look at the map, you'll see where the Virgin Islands sit, and we see it at what we call the keystone or the archipelago between Florida and South America, and once that is breached, there will be problems, much like the Panama Canal, which connects North America and South America. It's crucially important because we are dependent on the United States for much of what we have, much of what we do. So we have to be very careful, very watchful, be on the vanguard to be sure that we can, one, educationally still continue, two, Socially, maintain a certain kind of interrelatedness. Fiscally, that we do not fall into the same or similar morass as Puerto Rico has, particularly with monies. We receive a sizable amount of money from the federal government, but if mismanagement and theft and uh, malfeasances in offices should go on, we would be in a terrible, terrible way. That is so sad. That really Wow. Sheesh. Yes, it is. Amazing. If yeah. you notice, for example, what has happened in terms of our hospitals, you notice what has happened? How our nurses are leaving and how it costs so much for a nurse to work here, and she will only work for the most part if she is what you call a traveling nurse, not a nurse who is working for the municipality or the region of Schneider or Huang Lui. But if she's a traveling nurse, she receives so much more than if she were to just be a nurse working under the agents of the Roy Lester Schneider or the Wong Francisco yeah. Louis Hospital. My and goodness. notice what happens. Most of the people, when something happens, what do they do? They take the next plane out. And I'm not talking oh. tourism. I'm talking about mental or yes. uh Health-wise, they take the next plane out where? To Florida. Where they make more money. 
wow. where to make more money and where the patient then has to be relocated by Medivac or whatever mm-hmm. it is that they're going to use. Sheesh. And that wow. is a strain because it means that when you go, you're separated from your family, and if your family were to go with you, then the family has a burden of finding a place to stay uh, while you're there recovering, recuperating from whatever the ailment may be. And as a result of that, it becomes a double burden. Who takes care of your family while you are away? And even if some member of your family, a company, if a member accompanies you there, and that accompaniment is for the hospital, that particular member of your family does not stay in the hospital. You are in the hospital, but that member of the family has to have somewhere to stay, whether it's a boarding house or hotel or whatever. And by the same token, a double expense because you have to eat, you have to pay rent, you have to enjoy the warmth because depending upon where you are flown, it might be too cold for you to be there. So you have to pay heating bills, electricity bills, all those kinds of things. You see expenses that will add up. And food is not cheap by any stretch of the imagination. Oh, that's a lot going on. A lot going on. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, yes, we'll address those issues as uh, we come back and go forward with those. And we definitely would love to have our audience call in and be part of the discussion. Of course. Who knows? It may help. Yeah. By the way, it's there's something else I want to share with you. Yes. Okay. On my other program, I've had the pleasure of in who will be here on St. Thomas. One is a doctor, and say the other one is, I believe. Say I'm sorry. Say it again. That was a little glitch. Go ahead. Say sure, it again, please. Sure. To St. Thomas, I had uh, the opportunity to interview two ladies. One is a doctor, and one is a psychologist, who are going to open up a Center is a is an educational and behavioral center on St. Thomas. Individuals, I learned something when I was doing the interview. They don't use the word patients. They use the word individual. They will deal with individuals of any age, young or old, who may have special ed needs or mental health issues. That's so wonderful. Uh, that's another thing that we talked about while you were gone on my other show. So let me mention their names. I mean, I'll pull up with you a little more in a second as soon as I can pull up the names because I want to make sure I'm saying them correctly. But that's what uh, took Doc. So there will be some community meetings, and if possible, it would be good if you could be there with with them at one or two of their meetings. Oh, good. So, yeah. The doctor's name is Dr. Vincentia Paul hyphenated Constantin. Constantin. Constantin? Okay, that's hard for me to pronounce. Benevolent forebearer of the organization. Again, the organization is CW Educational and Behavioral Center. And that will be held here on St. Thomas. And they will be having some particular dates. Let me mention them. July 10th at 7 p.m. at Rhino Recreational Center, around the field, as we used to say. And then July 11th at the Charlotte Seven-Day Adventist Church School in Anna's Retreat across from the fire station. Oh, that's out in the country, yeah. Oh, then we'll have... <clears throat> that's the Adventist um, Church. Church, okay. Then they'll have the Seventh-day Adventist, Adventist is Shiloh. Okay. That's what they said, okay. Shiloh Seventh-day Adventist. Yeah, yes. I thought it was the school they were going to meet at, yeah. The, the school yeah, okay. and the church, they're right there. Okay. Then they're going to be on July 12th, Wednesday, July 12th, at UVI St. Thomas Campus at the auditorium. That is in the the business administration building, number one one one, and then they go to St. Croix, thirteenth July thirteenth, at five p.m. 
to 6 p.m., or to 5.30 to 6.30, and then 6.30 on St. Croix. So they're making the rounds to get a feel of what people want, and then they're planning to open up the center in September, I believe it's September 10th. So those are some dates going on, some things going on, some things are happening around, in and around St. Thomas and Croix. And hopefully will make an impact in more ways than one. Okay, Doc, we're down to our last four. Anything thoughts you'd like to share with us? Well, we look forward to when we come back Are in August, since we'll be off on hiatus for July. Yes. And some exciting things, as you pointed out, will be forthcoming, and we will sure. be upgrading and upbeefing, if we will, to coin a phrase of what okay. we'll be doing. But please, audience, do call in. It is crucial because, as I said before, it's interactive. We feed on you, and we depend on you, so it's a symbiotic relationship. Do call in. We look forward to this when we come back every Saturday. Thank you very much. That's right, every Saturday at 12, 12 noon Eastern Time, yes. 347-237-4374. Again, Three four seven two three seven four. Write it down. Put it on your refrigerator. Put it on your mirror. Put it on your bedroom mirror. Put it around the house. I know this is an awkward time at noon time. You can always listen to the recorded version in our archives as a hint, as a premise, as a tent, so that when the time comes, you will be able to call in and share with us. Doc, it's been a pleasure to have you back again. Thank you so much. She will be back with us when she, when we return in August, and then we'll have the trio or the triumphant or the, <laughs> the, triple, the, triple, the triple treat. Let's put it that way. Triumphant. So until then, triumphant. Okay, that too. That too. Yes. <laughs> oh, by the way. Very well, then. Uh, let's go with something a little, yeah, let's go with something a little different. I, I'm in the Calypso mood for a carnival. Let's go from way back in the 60s, Lord Nelson talking about King Liar contest. Thanks, Dr. Richardson. Off the air soon, and then back in August, we'll be all back, ready to go. Very well. So long, Look forward to Thank our return. Time. All right. You're welcome. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye, everyone. Doc, and then here Bye-bye. we are, Dr. Has Lord Lord Nelson in line? Yes, very well. Now 
When you're talking about fish, you just hit this spot. I was hoping you'd... With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.